Saturday morning, Bucko Talk, Pittsburgh, PA, Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. Hello again, everyone. Dan Zang, really with you until 11 o'clock. And uh, all of us here at 93.7, The Fan, uh, doing our part to help the city stay connected. Just go to our radio.com app and uh, get a few ideas to help you during the stay-at-home time. Radio.com slash stay connected. We appreciate uh, that Larry Broadway has decided to connect with us and... uh, uh, discuss what I'm sure is uh, kind of an interesting time for him. Of all the executives, I think, in a Major League Baseball organization, Larry Broadway or the uh, the farm director, essentially what he is, the senior director uh, of minor league operations, they are uh, in this, this this phase of waiting and in limbo. He joins us on the uh, fan hotline brought to you by the Workers' Comp Law Firm of Hall and Capitas. Larry, good to talk to you again, and, and I hope you're doing well. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dan. I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing as best as we can. Probably a little anxious as you sit, as you wait, as you try to figure out how you can do your job most effectively. Is is that safe to to say what you're you're going through right now? Yeah, this has been a very uh, a very different time to say the least. You know, usually right right about now we're we've got four full season teams going, we've got the Buccos going and we've got a, a two camps going at, at our Dominican Academy and our uh, spring training facility with about 350 players uh, moving around and right now we got none of that. So very very different times and uh you know trying to do everything that we can creatively to to get better uh in a time when we can't actually be on the field together. And what are some of those things that you are doing? How do you get better, and how do you develop with, without game action, which is the best simulation, is it not, Larry, still to to be able to develop players? Yeah, I think uh, there's no substitute for playing this game. It's uh, it's a very challenging game. It requires a lot of you know motor skills, fine motor skills, and and reaction, neuroscience, and um, but we can't do that right now. So what we can do. Uh, done a lot of uh, of zoom calls i think everybody's pretty much getting zoomed out but um as many zoom calls as as we can to for staff development um just building content for players uh to player education while we're while we're gone uh finding ways to connect uh doing what we can through video where 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 players have uh, whatever access they have and, and whatever resources they have and whatever they can do legally within the um, their you know local uh, local limits. Just trying to get uh, share video with them. They share video with us and um, give suggestions and and do the best uh, coaching that we can and, and connecting with them um, just to make sure they and their families are in a good spot and um, you know getting whatever resources we can to them uh, at this time. But yeah, it's, it's different. Creativity is king. So there's no bad ideas in this environment, and uh, we're willing to willing to explore anything. Larry Broadway with us, uh, Pirates Farm Director, official title, Senior Director, Minor League Operations, um, and obviously uh, a lot of success, uh, Baseball Organization of the Year in 15, uh, as rated by Baseball America in 14, one of the best uh, farm systems. Uh, coming in under the Huntington regime, Larry, uh, you're able to now work with Ben Charrington and, and his crew. And this question is not necessarily ask you to throw dirt on a, on a regime that's not here anymore, but I will ask you, what is different and what have you learned under Ben Charrington and how is your role any different than it was uh, under the previous regime? Uh, well, I guess, you know, from a what's different standpoint, um, I, I think probably 
just people are different. And so we've looked at, uh, you know, with Sheltie coming in as a major league manager, it's a different personality. Um, you know, not going to say anything better or worse. I've had really uh, strong relationships with, with Clint and Neil and Kyle and, and the group that was here before and, and um, owe a lot to that group. And it's just, it's uh, different people. Uh, and so with different people come different personalities, different dynamics, different conversations. Uh, so that's probably the, the, the biggest difference is um, we've got some new people in, in chairs that um, haven't been there in a long time. Uh, so, um, it's been good to get to know Ben. It's been good to get to know Shelty and, and Steve coming in and um, the rest of our uh, new major league staff that's come in, as well as just how our previous staff has kind of meshed together. I think it's it's been a really, uh, you know, for, for the amount of turmoil that happened uh, last fall, there's it's been a relatively seamless transition um just guys are really easy to work with uh really curious want to learn they want to talk they want to uh, build relationships and so that's been that's been really positive so far and i guess i meant to ask the question in terms of philosophy larry is the philosophy the same or have there been some shifts in player development philosophy i think there's it's probably less about a shift and more about um, a deeper focus. And, and I know the, the language that's been used between both Ben and, uh, and Sheltie has been this player centered focus. And, and I think the, um, the biggest change has been pushing it further down towards getting more and more individualized with each player and allowing each player to take more and more ownership of, um, their development process. And that's, you know, starting that earlier, um, you know, at the major league level, that tends to happen as it is, you know, that the, they are the ones on TV, they are playing the games, they are the ones that have to perform. Um, you know, no front office member has ever taken a swing in the big leagues as a front office member. So <laughs> the the people who have to perform are the ones that need to be knowing what they're supposed to do and, and how to do it. And they need to, they're, they're closest to the, the issues at hand. So I think that player ownership kind of naturally takes hold, uh, at the major league level and, um, where we've probably tried to, with good intentions, probably tried to build too much of it for them. Um, in their minor league journey, the big leagues, I think the, probably the biggest shift is trying to take some of the constraints off uh, while not losing an identity as an organization uh, and taking some of those constraints off and allowing players to figure things out quicker and earlier in their career, knowing that they're going to stumble and screw stuff up, but that's part of the process and we're good with that. Uh, but, you know, the goal being when they get to the big leagues that they can stand on their own uh, and they know what they have to do and they can add value right away. Uh, so I think that's, that's, you know, we've we've talked about that for a long time. But I think just how we do that tactically is is probably shifting a little bit to, to that mindset. Larry Broadway with us, Pirates uh, farm director, and uh, is that what has opened your eyes? I guess what, what's the biggest thing here that that has opened your eyes? Because obviously you've been here a long time, and and how have you grown? And how has player development philosophy shifted? Let's say the last three to four years, it seems as if there has been a tectonic shift in how people in your role, Larry, go about their jobs? Well, I think uh, I think a lot of roles are, are really changing um, from 
the general manager down from what they were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago to now. There's just, there's, there's been an explosion of data, an explosion of technology, an explosion of subject matter expertise that's entered in. Uh, and so where, you know, the, say the farm director used to have, you know, maybe four or five you know, coordinators that he dealt with that kind of ran their staffs. Um, now, you know, I have as many as, you know, 20, 25 people who will be roaming a system and not necessarily at an affiliate, whether it's, you know, mental performance coaches, whether it's, um, you know, movement experts, uh, different uh, motor learning experts, obviously your traditional hitting coordinators and pitching coordinators, infield coordinators, um, you know, you've got skill acquisition uh, leadership, you've got some different Latin American leadership that, that goes in. There's just a lot more, there's a lot more people, there's a lot more attention to things uh, and a lot more data and technology that have come in. So, you can't, I think what's changing a lot is um, you can't be all the way in on everything all the time. You have to have really good people around you and you have to empower them to do their jobs, uh, empower them to, um, you know, leverage their skill sets and the people around them, which, which I think is good. I think it's allowing um, new leaders to emerge. Uh, it's allowing uh, the just development of players to get closer to their maximum potential. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's providing them, you know, providing them with the resources and all the subject matter areas that they can leverage uh, to, to be as good as they can be. Larry Broadway with us, uh, Pirates Farm Director, Senior Director of Minor League Operations, our guest here, Bucko Talk, this morning. Larry, uh, optimism that we'll play baseball at the major league level from Derek Shelton, Ben Charrington. As far as the minor league level, uh, what type of optimism do you have as far as your minor league players playing in their minor league ballparks this year? Well, I think it's, it's challenging. Um, we, you know, we don't know the answers to those questions yet. I, I do know or would would say that you know, major leagues are, are talking about starting without fans and because of TV revenues that can happen and, um, and we can, we can stay afloat. We don't, we don't know what the financials will be, but there will be revenue coming in if games are going on on TV. Um, that is not the case in the minor leagues. Um, so they, they survive operationally and financially from, you know, uh, getting people in the seats, uh, selling concessions, hot dogs, beer, you know, all of that. That's, that's where they make their money. And, and right. I, it, it's increasingly challenging to, to think about, you know, having them start an operation where they can't do any of those revenue generating things. They don't have TV contracts. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge ahead for our, our minor league, uh, our minor league partners and, and how we can, you know, effectively start any season with them, there has to be an ability to get fans in the stadium. Uh, and, and that's going to, you know, very much depend on how, you know, the next few weeks and months go as, as, um, different municipalities are starting to open up to various sure. degrees and, and seeing how the response is. Uh, you know, I, I really hope for all of our uh, affiliate partners and all of our players that, that we can get some semblance of a season. And we know it's not going to be what normal, uh, minor league baseball is, uh, but we're, we, we're hoping and, and praying for something. 
Larry, uh, do you take this thing to Pirate City as a result? Do you have essentially just a bunch of inter-squad games, or do you have a uh, Florida State League on steroids where you, you have that maybe at the AA level or AAA level, a hybrid, uh, where you can you know move some minor league players from facility to facility and, and have some sort of, I don't know, just a... So, some bolstered up type of scrimmages is that is that what you could possibly be looking at yeah you'd hope to be we'd hope to be uh, to at least be able to do that right now you know major league baseball is focused on how do we get uh the major league season up and running so we can get revenues going again we can get major league players going again we can build uh, just just build the brands again and and then you know as soon as we can um safely and uh just reasonably get minor league started, you know, I, I definitely see that happening and, and would be an advocate for at a minimum uh, something around what you're describing. If, if we can't initially get into um, our affiliate cities, then, then the hope is we can take the necessary measures for uh, safety at our, our um, spring training complexes to, to get some sort of development activity, group development activity uh, going. Um, you know, and what would those teams look mind. like, Larry? Not not to interrupt you, I know, but we're running out of yeah. time. What would those teams look like? Would that be like a hybrid of AAA, AA players? Would you prioritize your top prospects, try to meld them together, where you wouldn't per se have a double to AAA or a single to AA? Uh, do, do you have any plans or, or visions for that? Well, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, uh, if we have major league games going on, there will need to be some sort of depth. Uh, depth pipeline there. So what, whatever that looks like, there's going to need to be an avenue to have major league ready players available to go on a major league roster. So what that looks like, I don't know. Um, MLB is going to be probably centralizing these decisions so that there's not any unfair advantages between organizations and, and how they want to uh, approach the, the initial restart of their minor leagues. But I, I can see a combination of some level of major league depth players, some level of, um, you know, priority prospects slash starting pitchers who you really want to see add volume this year, or at least get to a certain volume where we feel comfortable next year, extending them out again when we have full season. I mean, that's probably the biggest fear is that you lose this year of, for, you know, especially starting pitchers. And then, you know, what's the appropriate threshold to get to next year uh, without, without risking injury. And so I, I, just a lot of those things can be figured out and, and a lot of social distancing standards and things that we're going to have to work through at our at our facilities. You know, are we going to have to use every locker, every other locker? To, are we going to have to set up certain um, standards in our you know dining halls? I think I think those things are going to be um, directing what number of players and staff we can have together, and then yeah. when we have those guidelines and and uh, and we can kind of figure out what what direction we can go in, but. I see. Once we can get activity going, we're gonna we're gonna try to get it going uh, yeah. as quick as we can, as safely as we can. Yeah. The uh, the best ability is your flexibility, not availability. At this juncture here, uh, as we chat with Larry Broadway, uh, trying to wrap up here. Uh, final few questions for you, Larry. How will minor league baseball look in 2021? Uh, do you anticipate it looking far different than it has in years past, say last year? Well, I would say uh, I would anticipate it being different. Um, I think we're starting to see a lot of news reports that it's going to be different. To the extent it is different, uh, I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know what extent, but it sounds it sounds like it's going to be different. It sounds like there's still a lot of details to work out. But that it's are you going in to be favor of that, than... Larry? Would you be in favor of the, the different looks in uh, a consolidated minor league? I, I don't know that I'm necessarily in favor or against it. I, I think that each each way brings its own challenges and can be its own benefit. And I, I we'll take the stance. You know, we're not going to have you know ultimate say over how this goes, but we are going to have ultimate say on how we respond to to the new constraints we're given. So uh, we'll, whatever that is, we'll be looking to leverage it the best we can. I, I do know it's definitely going to be different because they already announced it's only, drafts only going to be five rounds this year, which. And your thoughts you know, on that could, and your thoughts it, on that. And how does, how yeah. much of a disadvantage does that put the pirates? I think it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Um, it's a challenge that everybody's going to face, but you know, that's, you know, we're typically used to ingesting, you know, 30 to 35 players out of, uh, the domestic draft and, and non-drafted free agents and, and to have, you know, potentially five or less than five or five to ten if there's some free agents. That, that's, that's very different. And that will also impact that landscape that it looks like next year. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions being answered, I think. Um, it's going to be a fun challenge to to be able to think about things differently uh, and a challenge I think we have a bunch of people ready to take on as soon as we can understand what the constraints are a little bit better. Yeah, and, and what a time for that to happen, uh, regime change, year number one. It's all about, Larry, right, infusing as many players as you can into your system uh, under a, a new new philosophy in that first year, is it not? Yeah, well, we've got a, we've got a lot of good players in our system, too. So, uh, you know, I think it's just getting everybody on the same page and, and going full speed ahead as soon as we can and uh, building building another winner in Pittsburgh. All right. Well, you, you were uh, at the helm when they did that with a lot of homegrown players uh, a few years ago. Larry Broadway, Senior Director of Minor League Operations. Wish we had more time. Great stuff, Larry. Appreciate your insights and expertise, and uh, we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been fun.